Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Hey, welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, brought to you by yours truly, Janine Bolin and the Eight Gates. This is a show where we integrate the world of mysticism into everyday life using tips, tricks, and techniques of the ancient masters, as well as the modern millennials. So if you see things, hear things, and feel things that others around you don't, then this is the show for you, where we have people like Brenda Hardwick, who's joining us today from Denver, Colorado. She helps people just like you, not only as a healer, but also with her business, Light of Nature. Brenda has always been able to see angels, and through study and learning her gifts and what they meant, she has given her path over to the Divine Creator, and she facilitates the healing of people, Mother Earth, and all the inhabitants of our planet. Brenda engages your angels to bring their messages and then shares that angelic energy with you to help heal your body, mind, and spirit. As a teacher and practitioner of seraphic wisdom, she's a healer, a health coach, a laughter yoga leader, and author. She helps you find your light and shine in your health. It's amazing what this woman has done while working full-time, raising a family, and doing this alternative education that she's gone through. I cannot brag about my friend Brenda enough. She has an attunement that she was given for being a seraphic wisdom practitioner in 2015, a laughter yoga leader certification also in 2015, a Certified Institute of Integrative Nutrition graduate in 2016. She became a Master Shamanistic Reiki Certified Practitioner in 2017. And then again, another Seraphic Wisdom Teacher Attunement in 2017. She's authored not of one, but two books. One is Laughing Your Life Healthy, and the other is Harlem Angel, book one of the circle. So she's already started off on a series, and this on top of just five or six different courses that she has going on at any one time. So I cannot wait for you to hear more from Brenda, but first we're going to have a word from today's sponsor. This episode of The Practical Mystic Show is brought to you by The Startup Academy with White Dove Gannon. White Dove, not your average name and definitely not your average accountant. White Dove wanted to simplify the financial process for entrepreneurs with the most supported DIY bookkeeping option in existence. The Startup Academy will provide you with all the tools, skills, and ability to master your financial books using engaging tutorials, member communities, and one-on-one support from White Dove herself. Ditch the financial learning curve and run your business right with the Startup Academy. For more, visit whitedove-gannon.com. Welcome back. And today we have Brenda Hardwick with us from Denver, Colorado. Thanks so much for spending time with us today, Brenda. Well, thank you for inviting me, Janine. I'm really excited about this. I think I, I am too. Uh, great. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know. It's going to be great. Brenda and I were able to meet at a metaphysical fair that was being held, and she and I were lucky enough to have our booths side by side, and we found out we were authors and that our work styles were very similar, although she has more of the angelic, energetic understandings, whereas I have a different form of healing. And so 
I couldn't wait to get her on today's show so that you could tell us a little bit about how you came into your spirituality. So not everybody can say, oh, I've always been able to see angels. So do you mind sharing a little bit about that? Sure. So even as a kid, I was able to see angels. And, you know, when I was a child, I saw them as they were people. They looked like people, but they could do things that I couldn't do. Like they could pop in and out. They could fly. I didn't really see wings, but now I don't see people with wings. I see energy signatures. I think as a child, they, they changed how they presented to me. I had an imaginary friend for many years, and I was really surprised that even my parents remembered her name and who she was. So I think that everybody knew she was there, but they still thought she was imaginary. But, you know, at a young age, my girlfriend, uh, we were six, my girlfriend was getting baptized, and I wanted to be baptized too, because she was getting baptized, had no clue what it meant or anything. But there was a reverend at the church who made a statement regarding the Bride of Christ. And it struck a chord in me. And I remember at six thinking, I'm not doing that. I don't want anything to do with that. And when I say things that go contrary to what the plan is for me, my angels all kind of fold their hands and step back. And it's not a smirk on their faces, but it's close. (laughs) <laughs> and then they wait for me to <laughs> then they wait for me to realize that, oh yeah, I am gonna do this. And then they laugh. <laughs> right. Yes. We get a lot of laughter, don't we? <laughs> yes. Yes. They they think that we're quite entertaining. I've always um been able to, uh, to do things and I've always been unknown things. I could tell when something that was and I don't like to use the words evil or bad because it's just imbalanced and it's leaning more towards dark than light. But I'm always, I've always been able to tell when a person that is troubled like that comes near me. You know, back when I was in college, you know, there was no internet and you couldn't just look up what to do. And when my home was threatened, I just knew, get some salt, salt the doorways, salt the windows. And this person could not just walk in my house anymore. And I was like, oh, good, that worked. Um, And I can't tell you why I knew to do that. I know that all of my family is gifted. The gifts are all different, but nobody's ever practiced them. I am the first and as far as I know, the only one that is practicing for various individual reasons. But I just found that fascinating. And then I talked to my mom and she says, oh yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, really? And you didn't say anything? (laughs) Right. So it's been kind of a fend for myself to figure out what to do with the gifts that I have. And started off, my husband passed almost five years ago. And this was my third marriage. And um, I got married first at 16. And have, you know, like I said, this was the third one. And I said, okay, I've had two in the divorce. The third one died. I'm done with that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do me now. And I just started paying attention to the things I wanted to do and felt like that I needed to do for all these years. I was working a full-time job and gave my boss two years notice. I said, I'm going to be gone in two years. And in that two years, I went and got the certifications that you read off 
because I wanted to start my own business. Well, and congratulations because there aren't a lot. Of, yeah, there aren't a lot of folks that sit, you know, sit. They have a vision and they make it happen. That's one of the things that you and I connected on very quickly. Were were the aspects where we were talking in between clients and and stating, well, I decided I wanted to do blah blah blah, and so this was the path I took to get there. And I remember going, wow, I love meeting people like this. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for sharing so much of your story with me. Yes, yeah, sometimes it takes us one or two or five decades before we figure out what we really need to be. But once that fire is lit, you know, people literally take off. So one of the questions that I had for you was, I know it was quite a path for you to be able to get your gifts to mature, but what area do you choose to focus on now with your gifts? What are you doing currently? So uh, currently I have a private practice where I see clients as they come to me. And I actually, I started off reading tarot more than anything else, just because I was interested in the cards. When I was in high school, I used to read tarot with a deck of playing cards and everybody on the bus thought it was great fun until what I told them started coming true. And then nobody would do it anymore. So I just started playing poker and beating their money out of them. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And as I started to really study tarot, you know, I did that for less than a year and I had a mentor that I worked with and and um, she was kind of showing me the ropes. And then one day I realized I really wasn't reading the cards. I was hearing the angels that came with the people sitting in front of me. And I said, huh, maybe I need to switch this and just listen to what they have to say rather than trying to find answers in the cards. And that worked a whole lot better. And then a couple of years ago, my angel said, okay, you have to use an angel deck if you're going to use cards. And I like, I was like, I can't use my wizard deck. I like the wizard deck. And I said, there's nothing wrong with the wizard deck, but you need to use the angel deck. Okay. And it wasn't like it was a big deal. I had four of them to choose from. So I (laughs) I picked one and I started using it. I, it was a deck that I had looked at when I bought it and had never read with it. And I packed it in my bag and went to a fair and read with them. And it was like, I'd always been reading with them. So it was what I was supposed to do. And now I use cards at fairs because it's kind of expected, but I don't really need them. When, I, when a client comes to see me, I just talk to their angels. I invite them to join and they just talk while I'm working on the patient, <laughs> on the client. <laughs> mm-hmm, um, right. You know, I, I set my space and connect with the seraphim. The angel energy is the avenue or the channel that works best for me. So, you know, Reiki and the laughing and the health coaching, all of those things feed into what I'm doing with a client when I scan them. Because when I do a scan of the person, I don't get just the spiritual issues or the mental issues. I get everything. So, you know, people come to see me, most people, I end up telling them, you need to drink more water. There's been a couple that busted out laughing when I tell them, uh, I told one client once, you need to lay off of the beer, especially when you're by yourself. And the the person just started laughing loudly Mm -hmm. because they were surprised that I would know that. And I was like, (laughs) you know, your angels are telling me you're doing, it's too much. It's a, a little okay, but 
you're doing too much. And I really, I see everything. And in the few minutes you have an affair, you know, the angels will direct me to the, the thing that needs to be focused on the most because you only have a few minutes. When they come and see me in a private session, I will treat everything I can. And then if they need to come back and see me again, I tell them, you know, call me in a couple of weeks or, you know, next month or whatever. And then it's up to them. I don't, I don't push because you can't make people do anything. And in all of my endeavors, I have learned that if you've got to twist people's arms, you're not getting their cooperation, that you're not getting their belief, and you're spinning your wheels with your energy. And while I can send the energy that's needed to their higher self so that at the appropriate time it comes down, I'd rather get some of it in while they're sitting with me. It's a little bit nicer when you can do it that way. So just out of curiosity, because I know what kind of questions I usually get when I'm working with clients, but what are the questions that you're asked the most on? (laughs) Well, this, this I've always found really fascinating. When I studied for the health coaching, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, they said that there are four primary foods and you don't eat them. (laughs) There are relationships, movement, exercise, spirituality, and career. And I don't care what I'm seeing a person for. The issue is in one of those four categories. It is. It's in one of those four. Mm -hmm. So... And the movement that and exercise, that's health, okay? And relationships, that's love. And, <laughs> you know, I think the question that yanks my chain the most is when they're asking love questions. People just try so hard. And if they would just relax a little bit, stuff would happen. <laughs> <laughs> but they're trying to make it happen. And the more you do that, the harder it is. It's like when I tell people, when you talk to your angels, and a lot of people don't know how to do that, so that's part of the information I give. I tell them, don't specify. You know, if you need a new car, don't ask for a red Corvette with a drop top and the chrome wheels with spinners. No, just say, I need transportation because you will get what is in your highest and best interest. But if you focus on that red Corvette with a drop top, you -hmm. might get that, but that thing will be in the shop and need work and it won't run all the time. I mean, you know, you'll get what you ask for, but it won't be what you really wanted. So you, you have to leave them room to work because they can do anything, but it's a whole lot better if you let them deliver what you need rather than what your heart's desire is because getting what your heart desire typically puts us in that situation of be careful what you ask for. You don't really get what you need and what you ask for is like looking at that greener grass on the other side of the fence. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. right. I have to agree with you. Those are the four big ones I have as well as the relationships, health, spirit, you know, spiritual matters, and then career. Those are normally the type of questions asked most. But when mm-hmm. it comes to your own business, and we have a lot of people that are starting to wake up to their own spiritual gifts, and when it comes to what you teach people, 
say they, they've done a little dabbling, you know, they've taken a course or two, how do they get in touch with their angels? Because you were describing to me beautifully the clairvoyance where you would see mm-hmm. first, mm-hmm. but then you became clairaudient and you started to hear better. And of course, we're talking about the spiritual eyes and the spiritual ears, not necessarily physical. So what is your advice to people who they know they see things, they hear things and feel things that other people don't, but they want to hone their skills a little bit better? What do you recommend to your clients? The biggest thing I recommend is to trust what they're seeing and hearing and feeling. I always thought, I called it clairsentience as what I had, because I just seemed to know things. And then I realized that I was actually hearing, but I was trying to hear with my physical ears, and that's not how it was coming. And trust and letting go of that need for control are so important. Trusting that what you're seeing and what you're hearing or what pops into your head really is a thing rather than you're making it up. Because to be honest, most of the stuff that you hear, see, or pops in your head, you couldn't make it up if you wanted to. One of the jokes I share is I I say to folks, uh, no offense, we're all really good and we can imagine really well, but I'm not that good. When something pops into my head, I'm not that good. There's no way I would have come up with that on my own. So that's the marker I use for folks. Yes. Yeah. So when you say let go of the need for control, can you embellish on that a bit? So being human and from a very early age, we are told you can do it. You don't need no help when we do really need help. But hearing that, and it means you can climb into that chair without any help or you can fold your clothes without any help. You know, it's a physical activity that typically is going along with that. But hearing those words at a young age, we tend to apply it to everything. I don't need any help with trying to get through this thought process on what is my next step. I don't need any help with trying to figure out how am I going to pay for this? I don't need, I mean, we we spread it to everything because when you're little, when you're young, we take everything literally. It's not till we get older that we can differentiate between, okay, maybe I don't need any help while I'm folding laundry, but I certainly need some help when I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to buy groceries at the end of the week when now I have a medical bill to pay and I don't see my way out of this. And we hurt ourselves trying to find a way and figure out how to physically make it so. When if we would trust that the creator will provide, can provide, if we ask, we have to ask, but then once we ask, we have to wait for it to happen and not keep trying. It's one of the biggest things that people have trouble with when they are looking for love. You know, everybody's trying to make themselves the best catch, make themselves (laughs) available, and trying to focus on just this kind of person or just that kind of person when most of the time, if we're trying to build that person ourselves, we're not going to get it right because we don't really see exactly what we need because we're looking at it from the inside out instead of from the outside in. 
And you have to look at it both ways. So I give people an exercise, if you will, because the biggest issue I hear from most people is that, you know, I talk myself out of it or I convince myself that that's not the way I should go. I said, oh, you're talking about your ego who's up in your ear going, yeah, but, yeah, but. And I teach how to give your ego something to do so that you have a few minutes to just make the decision without the yeah, but in your ear. And it helps. And it's hard. Yeah, I mean, we need ego, but, you know, not all the time. Right. And so what is that exercise that you recommend for people? So I start off with something simple. For instance, have you decided what you're going to have for dinner tonight? No. Okay. So you tell ego Janine, go find what we're having for dinner tonight. (laughs) Okay. And when you know what you're going to do for dinner tonight, you know she's back. <laughs> How delightful. <laughs> it is. And then the next time you t- you choose something a little more difficult. All right, ego Janine, go tell me what we're going to have for dinner tomorrow night. And when you know what dinner tomorrow night's going to be, you know she's back. Fabulous. And and I I give it in steps and you make each one just a little bit harder. So your ego is gone for a little bit longer and you can get out, you give them something really hard to do and they'll be gone for a week or so. And that gives (laughs) you time to breathe and do what you need to do without that. Yeah. But in your ear. Right. I get it. Yeah. That's brilliant. Thank you so much for that (laughs) technique. I mean, this is the joy for me learning from people like yourself is that we all have little different techniques, you know. We're trying to accomplish the same thing, which is live our life in full bloom to our highest potential for the greatest good of all involved, right? Our clients, ourselves, our family, everybody. However, we understand that there are certain limitations that are kind of hardwired into the whole game that we play down yes. here. And these techniques that each one of these beautiful healers come up with to to deal with them, it's a delight for me. So thank you so much for sharing this part You're of welcome. it with us. I really, I really appreciate it because everybody has a little bit of a different flavor to it, and yet I just find it all delicious. It's all delightful um, (laughs) on that. So thank you. Well, for some of the folks, I've had a couple of comments uh, while we've been on the phone. And one of the things that people are asking me is, what was the moment that you decided you wanted to start your own business? What was the driving force? Okay. It was kind of a combination in things. You know, I've toyed around with having my own business for years. I've actually done direct sales from I don't know, I think I was 10 when my mother had us, well, I did Girl Scout cookies and that was back in the day we went actually door to door. And then my mother bought a distributorship in a cosmetic company and she had us go door to door. And when I got into college, I sold Tupperware and then Amway. And I think I've done Amway twice. And right now I've done Jaffra for years. And I still have that. It's just kind of, I have clients that order on a monthly basis. Okay. My husband and I toyed with a restaurant, but after talking to a few restaurateurs, I said, no, too much work, not doing that. (laughs) Right. Um, You're married. You're married to the restaurant. (laughs) Yes. 
<laughs> After running the workers' comp program for the state of Colorado, I knew I didn't want any employees after that experience because it's just hard. And you deal with, when you have employees, you deal with not just them at work, but whatever's going on at home because it comes to work with them. And whatever happens at work, they take that home with them. So, you know, it's a whole person. It's not, there's no compartmentalization. It's, it's not in little buckets that you pick up when you need them. It's all in the person. So I knew I didn't want to have any kind of business where I needed employees. And at the point that I started looking at my spiritual gifts and using them, I decided that, yeah, I want to do this. Going to IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, once I graduated the following year, I took, they have a a launch your own business class and they hand walked you through starting your business from buying your name and registering with the Secretary of State and setting up your websites and buying insurance. I mean, they hand walked you through everything. And that was really valuable because it taught me the things from a direct sales side that you really don't have to do, the things that you need to do when you're going to be dealing with people. And for a while, I was going to be a health coach and I was going to be a laughter leader and I was going to do fairs and read tarot. And then I woke up one morning and realized, you know what? It's all the same thing. It's all healing. It's just a matter of depending on what the person needs, you use this set of skills or that set of skills. So that's why I call myself a healer because it doesn't matter what I'm doing with the person. I'm using all the gifts that I have and all the skills that I have. Deciding to do my own business in the metaphysics world, I listened and watched what everyone else was doing for that last year that I was still employed. And the first thing I realized was can't do both, (laughs) not at the same time, have a full-time job and a business. So I put timing in place. I had everything set up and ready to go. I had a couple of health coaching clients before I retired. And then once I retired, my first year, my goal was to build a reputation for my name and for what I do. And so I worked every little fair I could get into and did that. I have a reputation now. People, they know who I am. I've started to branch out this, this year and do fairs outside of the Metro Denver area. So my reputation is going. I've started teaching classes. I teach the seraphic wisdom classes. And I'm learning the demographics of how that works. The next one I do is going to be all either by phone or online, rather than in person. I like the in-person because having all the energy of the people that are being attuned in the room with you, is it can be intoxicating. And while they're learning and hearing what and seeing their reaction to the energy is really cool and it feels good. However, trying to get people together for a class is like pulling teeth nowadays especially with these young folks. They don't want to go and sit in your house or in your classroom. They want to sit at home and they want to be online or on the phone. Okay, we can do it that way too because the energy doesn't care about houses and difference. 
and you know, walls and distance. It's energy. And those things don't matter. So it's just a matter of changing how I'm thinking to get it done. The whole journey of getting my business together, it was a two-year process for me. But I'm one of those people that puts everything in place first. And then I hit the dominoes and watch them fall. <laughs> right. But you talk to any successful business owner, and if, you know, for the ones that manage to achieve the goals they set for themselves, it really is a process, though. Uh, they don't jump into business without really doing some due diligence first. So one of the last questions I wanted to ask you was, when you're working on your business and things get difficult, because, you know, we have those days where everything we touch turns to mud. (laughs) What do you cling to for inspiration to keep rocking your business? You know, part of the attunements for the seraphic wisdom, the seraphim energy is for self-healing. And when I have those days where you wonder, you know, why did I get out of bed? I find, (laughs) yes, (laughs) I find space. And I sit and I will open my channel to Sarah Fidelian and just sit. There are several attunements in the second class. The, it's the birth of the new Avalon, Canada, the land of dreams is awakening. Yeah, I know, long title, but all the words are important. There are several attunements in that class that, you know, now that I have them in my energy field, I can activate them for myself to bring my energy back into alignment, to calm down, to let go of that human need to fix it, especially when it's stuff that you have no control over. Those are the hard times. And then sometimes stuff just doesn't work out the way it's supposed to. So I go, you know, I try to get to my happy place and then I stand back and look at what happened and try to see, all right, I tried very hard to stay away from the, you know, they used to tell us in school, who, what, when, where, why, how. I try and stay away from all of those questions except the what, because all the rest of it, you really have no control over. Correct. But the what, what can I get out of this? What was I supposed to learn? What was I supposed to see? What did I miss that now I can see so that I don't do it again? You know, that what is the important piece. And especially if it's a day where the stuff that happened is very emotional, that's, it's hard. But you have to remember, you're still human with all the gifts and all of the connections and all of the guides and the wisdom and the spiritual energy around you, you are still human, which means that sometimes it's going to be a crapshoot as to what happens. (laughs) that free will man that free will (laughs) yes and as much as we try to get away from that you can't and I tell people all the time you know this is one of those healer heal thyself I tell people all the time don't beat yourself up for being human well every once in a while I have to remember that for me Right. Because that's what we tend to do. You should have known better. You tell other people not to do that, and then you go and do it. Oh, yeah. But I'm human, too. So. Yeah. Yep. Totally and this true. this, too, shall pass. <laughs> Sometimes that's a mantra for me, and that may take several days of saying. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> this too will pass. <laughs> yes. Oh. Well, Brenda, thank you so much for your time today, for handing us a couple of techniques. I love your exercise on how to handle the ego when it gets into the yeah, but phase. Also, I totally agree with you on focusing on what. I learned a long time ago that focusing on why or how got me into trouble emotionally yes. and mentally, but by focusing on what, I totally am in agreement on that. So we have a lot of amazing listeners, and they love contacting folks like you. How do they get a hold of you if they want to take one of your classes or buy your book on Amazon? I mean, what do they do to get a hold of you? So I have several ways. My website is thelightofnature.com. I have a meetup that's the light of nature. My author page is brendahardwickauthor.com. There are phone numbers, 720-441-3762. That's my business line, and you can call. And if I don't answer, I leave a message. I will call you back as soon as I can. It just means I'm either talking with someone else or I'm in session. The email address is yourlightbrighter is the one that's for clients and want to get hold of me. It's yourlightbrighter at gmail.com. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule. I always giggle when people talk about, oh yeah, Brenda, she's retired. She's one of the busiest women I know. <laughs> it's like we retire from our day job so we can do what we really want and then we, we work harder at that than anything but yes. I wanted to say thank you so much for taking time out to be with us today and for everyone have a great day today I want you to stay grounded here on planet earth while you reach for those stars and thank you for joining us we'll see you next time this has been the Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin for show notes, resources, and more, visit the eightgates.com. Thanks for listening.